This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Show of Rens. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of Espionation and Western Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 188, Losses, Wins, and Cards We Don't Understand. None of it. Don't understand any of it. Nope. So why are we talking? I don't know, because I don't understand it. So confused. So uh, a lot to talk about. Not going to have a guest tonight. Just going to plow on through everything. So, first, we're going to start off with the Red Bulls because this is a Red Bull podcast, so we probably should talk about them. Yeah, what the hell? Um, so, two games uh, coming off this past weekend, and we didn't preview the one because we honestly forgot about it. <laughs> um, so, first up over the weekend was uh, on Sunday, the Red Bulls hosted Seattle Sounders without Clint Dempsey. Red Bulls came out with a 2 nothing victory in that game. Uh Unfortunately, that means Pat got his prediction right last week for Seattle. Yeah. I was begging for another goal in that game, one way, one side or the other. <laughs> I really was. I'm like, come on, does somebody score here? Uh, the second game, which we didn't preview because we didn't – or we didn't predict because we forgot about it. Yep. Uh, was the Red Bulls traveling to take on Real Salt Lake in the first of what is now four straight road games. Ugh. So if you – we're hoping to see the team at Red Bull Arena anytime soon. Good luck with that. Um, that game, 2-1 victory for RSL. It was one nothing at halftime for the Red Bulls. I think it was like 25 minutes away from the end of the game is when RSL scored their first, and then just an absolute like breakdown. And Chris Duvall deflection into the net for uh, RSL's second goal as they come away with the win. Uh, so like we usually do when it comes to uh, two-game weeks, we're not going to do likes and dislikes for both for each game. We're going to do likes and dislikes for both of them together. So let's start with the dislikes. Pat, you can go first. What did you dislike about these two matches? Um, I think I'm just going to dislike that uh, card against uh, uh, Aurelian Collin that knocked him out of the game because I couldn't figure out what the foul was, and I think that's kind of what our title is about. Um, right. You know, it, it's it's what he did to earn that second yellow. I mean, it, it, I, I, I don't know. I'm completely clueless here. So I mean, if somebody, nothing. if somebody would like to get on the show, uh, email us, let us know exactly what happened that got him a second yellow card and booted out of the game. Uh, please let us know. So I'm just going to go with that. Well, I think what got him the card was a real Salt Lake player, uh, looking like he got shot in the head. Oh yeah, I know. You know, when Colin actually played all ball, Mm-hmm. And kick cleared the ball out, and then he went flying into the air. So, I think John Plato did that a bunch in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretends he got shot. What I just did a lot, not just Plata. Mm. Uh, my dislike will be the second half of last night's game because if you look at highlights, there was no highlights for the Red Bulls whatsoever. No, nothing. I Real Salt Lake had. I mean, just free kick after free kick after chance after chance. I think the Red Bulls had, like, 
uh, one good chance in that entire second half, and then they bring on the fifth defender and they give up two goals, <laughs> which is just, I mean, brutal. And uh, Chris Duvall, yikes! He's he's been having a bad uh, bad season so far. Yeah, and and well, that, this was, was just the exclamation that, point. That was just unfortunate. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time for that one. Uh, that whole play was yeah. You can say that bad. again. That whole play. That whole play was pretty bad. Um, my dislike is that the Red Bulls didn't play like the Red Bulls, and that's what cost them against RSL. They didn't start. They didn't start a lineup like they were the Red Bulls, well, well, which is so, understandable. I, yeah, I give Marsh a break on the lineup because they have a game on Saturday at Columbus. They have a game coming up next Wednesday at Philly. Then they have a game the following weekend, quote, at New York City. Right. So, you know, it's going to be a, a few weeks until the Red Bulls are, have an actual home game. So I understand rotating the lineup, but it doesn't mean you have to, in the middle of the second half, put five guys on the back line and play for a one nothing win. Like, you... you with the lineup you had, you were pressuring RSL really well at the beginning of the first half. Right. And most of those players shouldn't have tired legs because most of those players in the starting left weren't playing or weren't, didn't play a full game against Seattle. A bond could so, probably play two games. I mean, all the rest he's had. <laughs> and then, and then yes, the, t- the team played kind of terribly before they started making the lineup changes, and that's probably why Marsh did it. But, like, Verone, Abon, Mule, or... Not Mule. Uh, I can't remember who started. Maybe it was it Mule. But basically, like everybody that was pretty much anybody on that field except for Felipe and Robles aren't regular starters. Like you're gonna have a shit game when you don't have players getting regular minutes. It's not like you know they can just. Stay, and we all expect it that the player steps in and just performs, but it's not always gonna happen. And unfortunately, it happened to the second best team in the Western Conference. Right. And we, and we made to pay for it. The the real shame is just. Having at least they had at least a point, they had they had it, and they had the five defenders on to hang on to at least a point. Yeah, and um, that, and and that last goal against RSL, if you know, there's five guys in the back line and nobody steps up at all to pressure the ball. Right. Like if Chris Duvall had taken a step or two forward, not not that he actually would have gotten there in time, but just taking a step or two forward, if he makes a deflection, it probably still doesn't go in. At that right. point, because he's far enough ahead that it would curl around the post or something like that. It's not like, you know, they couldn't be stopped. They just let the play happen, and that's, you know, eventually a lucky bounce is going to happen, and so it did. And if you think about it, with a half-scrub lineup out there, away in Salt Lake and a tough place to play, I mean, they didn't play terribly, you know. Like I said, the second half was a different story, but um, they didn't play bad, and with a full lineup, they... They would have played a lot better, maybe even uh, gotten a couple goals. So not all negatives. It's it's not time. It's certainly not the time to panic no, after that just, game. For it's, sure. it's one. It's one terrible game. But right. Just, they were overdue for a, a loss. Right. Uh, how many? Um, five straight five without shutouts, including the Open Cup game. It was like four hundred and seventy something minutes, I think. Right. So yeah, not and against again in the Western Conference. If this game happens earlier in the year, we're in the middle of that losing streak, maybe this is worse, but a- after the streak they had went on, and coming off the break, they had won two games. Right. And, and of course, in the middle of this stupid schedule, which... Okay, I want to talk about that for a second. Where does MLS get off scheduling six games between the end of the Cobra break and the end of July? 
Like they just think they can. I mean, it's, it was only what two weeks of actual time between MLS games. Mm-hmm. We usually have a two week break, and we almost never have a schedule like this coming back out of that break. How does this happen again? Like MLS going to MLS. Yep. It's been LA, LA's been complaining about it for years. I guess this year is our turn. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about what we like from these two games. Truman, you can go first. All right. What so what we got to like is their actual return to league play at home. They did exactly what you expected them to do, and that was to get a big home win and a shutout win. And that's awesome. Mike Grella with uh, two very fun goals. I mean, that's I think the best way you can describe those goals. One off, one off the of Sasha. Uh, miss, I guess that's a miss when it rings right off the post. And then that cheeky little flick over the goalie, which was nice, off a bad defensive play. So maybe not the prettiest win, but a win at home. And that's honestly what matters. And uh, the big thing is they're going to be coming back to the East Coast. with I, I will talk about it later, but I think definitely um, a stronger lineup that we saw uh, Wednesday night for sure. So winning at home, always important. Always, always important. Uh, yeah, you got to like uh, Grilladino with his brace. Um, his, uh, I think, was the first goal or the second goal of the chip? I, I don't The second the goal. Second. The first one was the, quote, shot slash pass that we don't necessarily know which one it was. That's that was a shot. That was a shot. See, I, can, I can see Kleshin claiming that's a pass and expecting a run yeah. on the back post, but yeah. it can go either way. They should have benched him after he missed that and then Grilla scored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, worst, worst player yeah, on the team, so, right? Yeah. Anyway, that, that chip was a uh, beautiful thing. Um, totally, you know, shows you why he is the man right now uh, at the, on the left wing, despite the fact that everything kind of seemed to be pointing that Verone would, um, you know, supplant him, and he hasn't. Uh, I don't think he will be anytime soon either. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was just really nice. I mean, there, there was plenty of reasons to worry about a long layoff affecting this team, um, and it didn't. They came out. You know, firing all cinders, cylinders, and and you know what, and that back line, you know, kudos to them as well for because they're a bit, you know, patchwork as well, and they they held together and did a fine job. So, all around, kudos, likes. Uh, let's see. The, just how about the strong midfield play of Sasha Kleschen? Still, you know, from that most horrible player on the field. Uh, but seriously, like he's, I, if it wasn't for him, I don't think we'd have the offense that we have had so far in 2016, at least when it's been clicking anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's either leading the league or tied for the league in assists right now. Uh, close to, I think, a club record, actually, for assists. Um, just, he, he, I don't think he's a natural attacking midfielder, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, but I think that with question... It should, we shouldn't be talking about, and I, I keep I say this because I know I keep seeing it on Twitter. We don't necessarily need attacking uh, number ten. We don't need you know this high profile designated player to come in and save us. We're going to be fine because Sasha Kleshin can do the job in MLS. Yeah, my tiniest minor of gripes on Sasha. Legit, legit, and, and not taking away from anything. Shot? No, not not the hitting of the post. Um, he had the ball again. He was on. Uh, he was on the right side of the field. Clearly, could have taken a shot, and he turned. He decided to pass kind of backwards, and the ball went nowhere. And that's the only time I was like screaming, "Why didn't you shoot the ball?" <laughs> um, but again, that's such a minor gripe because of the result. But. You know, he sh- he should shoot more. And like we said, that was a shot on net that hit the post. That's a shot on net. That. that is not a pass. 
The fact of the matter is the Red Bulls lost yesterday once they brought Sasha Question on. So Oh, that's true. They stole all of Sean Davis's thunder. It's true. Who did get an assist yesterday, so kudos to Sean Davis. All right, let's uh, move off of the Red Bulls and uh, on to the United States national team. Uh, uh, who, well, yeah, I know, uh, who faced off against Argentina on Tuesday night for a bid for the Copa America Finals and came up short in a 4 nothing loss. Did not look any sort of good at all. You just say came up short? Is that how we're going to describe that? <laughs> we're describing came up short? Yes, well, came up short. 7-0 Mexico is, is the yardstick, so we're short of that. That's going to be my Copa-like. How about that? That's my Copa-like of the tournament. Um... I I mean I think we all knew that they were probably gonna lose that game anyway. But right. we're hoping like two nothing, one nothing, two one loss, something like that. Yep. And they just didn't play well at all and that's what they got. Honestly, yeah. the the fact that it wasn't seven nothing is due to two things. Some good moments by defense and some very lucky shots from Martin that didn't even make it even close to target. Yep. But uh if you want to do our likes and dislikes for this one too, uh, Truman, I, I yeah, I, Truman, I got stuff. Truman, Truman, you go first because Pat went first last time. Here, oh. okay, here is my dislike, and I'll let I'll let Pat. I mean, we're going to talk about the game. We'll talk about Copa in, in its entirety, even though they have one more game that no one's going to care about. Third place, third yeah. place. Um, he, here's my gripe: is the people who clearly don't watch this game and only know that there's a tournament going on that the U.S. was in and that we got destroyed not understanding that we did not have three of our regular starters in that game, uh, in, including supervillain Jermaine Jones, who proved to be pretty important uh, in this tournament. No one pointed that out, of course. All the naysayers just look at the score and go, oh, this is why we're no good at soccer. And like Pat said, chances are we were not winning that game even with all those starters in the lineup because there's region reason Argentina is the number one country not in Copa America tournament, like some people are saying, in the world. They are the number one team in the world. They have the number one player in the world. Yeah, you're probably going to lose this game. But I just hate uh, the non-soccer people kind of talking down on this team, saying we got annihilated and not understanding. There were there were missing pieces. There were missing cogs that had the team kind of uh, rolling in those games after Columbia. They kind of got uh, their feet wet and really played ball together, so, you know, it, it happens. Unfortunately, it happened in a terrible, terrible way, losing for nothing. But, you know, I I guess my point my point is just recognize, just recognize, make the point is, like, this was not our A-team coming out to play the number one team in the world. Yeah, and to build off that, I mean, I've definitely seen the whole, like, well, you know, if all you guys are still going to play in MLS, you know, obviously MLS players can't play against these guys in the world. It was just like, just stop. Just yeah. stop. Like, I mean, because for, for one thing, you know, Jermaine Jones, I mean, Jermaine Jones played a majority of his career overseas. And, you know, for that matter, um, you know, he hasn't lost any of that. Uh, Michael Bradley, I don't know what the hell is going on with him right now. He certainly certainly does seem lost in the national team. Um, But, you know, that's just building. My dislike is that I, yes, it was more than likely always a loss, but I don't believe Jurgen Klinsmann put the team in the best did not give them the best possible chance. Um, you know, a 35-year-old Kyle Beckerman cannot keep up with <laughs> international caliber players anymore. Uh, you moved Michael Bradley, who 
has been adequate in this tournament. He's not been great. He's been adequate, and he was adequate at the six. You moved him further up the field where he has never been good. You know, uh, that that's another problem. Um, you Darling to Nagby at least would have been quicker and been able to keep up the pace a bit more and play in a more advanced role. Uh, and just leave, considering how well that defense has been playing, don't move Bradley from the six. All right, so there's that. Um, up top. It would have made, I mean, again, once you made this switch, not much happened, but you should have moved Zardes to the striker position. Uh, his skill set complements Dempsey's far more than Wando. Wando and, and Dempsey are essentially the same player. They're goal poachers who just kind of wander in and around. They don't complement each other. Uh, you know, that that's yet another issue. Um, you know, so do I think those changes would have made a huge difference in the game? No, I still think it was a loss to begin with. Uh, putting Steve Birnbaum in uh, as as your game changing sub in the second half. I don't know what that was about. Um, you know, and Birnbaum is a perfectly fine player. It's nothing against him. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to take away from Klinsman, who by and large got this tournament right so uh, up until the last game. But you know, I think it little it could have been potentially less embarrassing. Um, and you know what? DeAndre Edlin said after the game, we just weren't prepared. And that says a lot about the coach, you know. Uh, it, and, and, look, the guy is going to be here to 2018. Uh, although Sunil Gulati, he put some weight on the third-place game coming out and saying, oh, that's going to factor into the factor into the uh, analysis, which is what I'm guessing he wants to avoid another embarrassment like they did Panama last year. Um, but it, it's just, you know, I don't know. And, and it's – I think this team could be better. I think they are they are not a world beater, but at the same time, I think they're better than four nothing. I do. Um, you know, I think they if they were put in the right position, they, it might. I mean, like you could say, oh, two nothing, big fucking deal. You still lose. I get it, but you know, it's it just there are still things that creep up, and you're like, like I, I remember going in this game. Klinsman's going to screw something up. He's going to screw something up, missing three of his boys. Because here's the thing. I almost feel like Klinsman is planning on bringing Jermaine Jones and Clint Dempsey to 2018. And if they're still starters in 2018, we're in trouble. I mean, because they're, they're, you know, I mean, Jermaine Jones, if he can keep this up, great. Uh, Same with Deuce. But I I just don't see it happening. He's not transitioning where he needs to transition. Um, You know, and there's stuff like that. And I don't know. It could have been better. And I guess we'll see what happens Saturday. We'll see who's more. I could see the U.S. being more interested in winning that game. So, you know, uh, I could see Columbus kind of laying down and then getting the win anyway. So here, I have no idea what's going to happen Saturday. But let me just, for this, United States lost or came into the tournament ranked 30, number 31 in the world. The third best team from CONCACAF. They lost to the number one and number three teams in Argentina and Colombia. They beat number 23, Costa Rica, number 48, Peru, and number 13, Ecuador. That is not a bad tournament at all. Yeah. And I think the expectation was the semifinals. Wasn't that the goal? That's, that was that, the goal. That was Clinton's goal, semifinals. Okay. And they were the last team from CONCACAF in the Copa America. And, and explain why again, Jay? Explain why that happened? Oh, because Mexico lost 7 nothing. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. I just want to check. <laughs> so I... Honestly, I've been off Twitter a lot recently, but I mean, I just don't get why people are. You want to be upset about the fact that we could have played better against Argentina, fine, but 
don't say we had a crappy tournament because of one game. We made the semifinals of Copa America, which is arguably a better tournament. Well, not arguably. It is a better tournament than the Gold Cup is. Right. Even when half the field is CONCACAF teams, it's still a better tournament than the Gold Cup. So to make it to the semifinal of Copa America is not something to sneeze at. And if they do happen to pull off third place against Colombia, which is the which before the tournament was the number three ranked team in the world, that's a good feather in the cap going forward into the rest of the uh, the next the rest of the current round of World Cup qualifying, mm-hmm. which they should hopefully just breeze through. But yeah, that's a whole other issue. Um, all right, let's see. What's... Well, we haven't done we haven't done likes. Oh, that's right. We haven't even. Oh, wow, shit. I have a lot to talk about actually with this whole tournament, but um, so it like, like of the tournament. So actually, technically, I haven't even I haven't even did my dislike yet. Yeah, I'm more of a like my dislike, and this is you call me irrational if you want for this one. I don't, I can't say this guy's name. Kartik Kersh. Yeah, damn, I'm not even gonna try. Kardashian. Um, is that you're looking for? No, it's not Kardashian. <laughs> uh, he on Twitter kkfla737, the former NASL. Communications director writes for World Soccer Talk. He said after the United States came out of the tournament that we can get back to a real Copa. What does that even mean? Uh, I, the Copa America continuously invites teams from outside of their confederation and and especially Concacaf teams because of travel. How does this? How is it not a real Copa? I, I don't know. Maybe because it was bought and paid for with corruption. Oh, says the guy who used to work for NASL, who used to be owned by. Traffic, so the corruption that brought Copa to the United States. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, so go ahead. What do you guys like about the tournament or the game, whatever you want to talk about? Well, just the game in general. Uh, I thought the crowd was geeked up. That was that place was loud from the start. I mean, loud. And I'm I know there was a lot of clearly a lot of Argentinian fans there, um, but you could hear the USA fans loud. I thought that was awesome. I mean. At least for the full first half, it was just this wall of noise where I think even the announcers said there's no way the players can even hear the whistles on the field. Um, so I loved, I loved seeing that. And you know, even despite the late start, uh, people were watching that game, non-soccer fans were watching it. They had their eyes on the game. And I think that was good exposure to, despite the result to see that here's a, uh, a football, an NFL stadium full of fans uh, embracing the game. Yeah, kind of along those lines, and it kind of goes Copa wide, um, you know, at Darby Road, uh, my favorite soccer bar. Um, you know, they had crowds for these games that were on par. Um, I mean, and I shouldn't say on par, but as close as it's been in a while to what we had at the World Cup in 2014, uh, where people were really electric. It was like every seat in the house was a soccer fan watching the game. Uh, and that was a great experience. I mean, I, I love that. And uh, hopefully a lot of those fans come for the qualifiers as well. We'll see. Yeah. If you put it out there, I mean, if these if these places continue to put the word out of these are these games mean something, mm-hmm. and everyone has to do that. I mean, the media has to do that. They have to push it as much as they pushed uh, this tournament. It's like, look, these, these games are even more important to go out to. Yep. You know, make it an event. Make it every USA game when it actually has some kind of relevance. It, it should be an event. I mean, everyone should embrace Dos Acero as much as we do during qualifying. Damn right. All right anything else about uh, Copa America? Because I got, I got nothing else. So. I, I think if if the U.S. gets to host it again, which from what I'm hearing, they probably will, I don't want uh, Fox Pro to ever get a game again. 
until they build an M- some MLS stadium in Boston. And on that same line of thinking, I think we should take away a lot uh, some of these qualifier games or group stage games uh, and put them in MLS stadiums and actually yeah, showcase your brand new MLS stadiums where you weren't filling Gillette Stadium. Yeah, you weren't going to fill uh, uh, Seattle with some team of uh, two countries that have a population of 50 in between them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Put them in Portland. Put them in Kansas City. Uh, there's there's places that we should be showing off. Put them in the San Jose or wherever their earthquake stadium is. Yeah. Put them in actual legit soccer stadiums. Showcase showcase those places as well as the games, and the crowds will look better. Yeah, absolutely, It'll look better on TV. And you know what? Lower the ticket prices as well. Oh my God, no kidding! I mean, I, I the amount of money I spent to have obstructed view. Ugh. I mean, look at Euro. There was a stadium fans. I can't remember which one, but. It was basically what you would expect out of uh, was it League One? Is their top level, right? I can't yes. remember. Top of my head. You mean Lyon? Is that who it was? Is that was it Lyon Stadium? No, I said League One. Oh, oh, League One. League One. But there was a, a League One stadium that or that you would expect to be in a League One stadium. League One. Well, I'm not gonna say it. League One. I already fuck up names. I'm not fucking up the league name. League One. But anyway. There was a league stadium in there. It wasn't a national stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were obviously okay. The stadium was packed. Yeah. You know what? That game probably would have been better. It would probably it might have been better off in a bigger stadium, but it doesn't mean it hurt the atmosphere. Why yeah. Not? No, I mean, if you put some of these 10, 15,000, uh, uh, you know, attended games and, you know, Livestrong, like you, you named the parks, uh, Red Bull Arena. I mean, it would have looked much better on TV. Uh, Maybe we could put one in Yankee Stadium, huh? Yeah, if you could have had a group stage game at uh, group stage game at Red Bull Arena, and then you have those uh, the playoff games in uh, MetLife. You know, I, I keep wanting to call it Giant Stadium, but you know, yeah, you can have the, the, those playoff in the final still at MetLife, but put a game at Red Bull Arena, showcase the best the best stadium. Soccer stadium in the country. Yep. Why would you not want to do that? I mean, unless that's all uh, the people run Copa saying, no way, we only want it at these NFL stadiums. But that is probably that. It's like we can get more money if we have more people in the stands. I guess, but they didn't have more people in the stands. Yeah. Well, that's because they thought, oh, well, we're going to bring a real soccer tournament to the United States. They'll just eat this shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lesson learned. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, let's move back to the Red Bulls because we do have actual games coming up. Oh, hey. hey. So, uh, Saturday, June 25th, 7.30 Eastern Time. I need to look up the TV station because I don't have it on me. I'm going to just uh, say MSG. Well, that's what I thought, but I want to make sure because, you know, even though it's the summertime and MSG doesn't have much, they might not put it there. Yeah. Uh, okay, it is MSG, so there you go. Yay. Uh, Red Bulls are still on the road at the Columbus Crew. Uh, again, that's 7.30 p.m. kickoff time Eastern uh, predictions for this one, Pat. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, I think the the Red Bulls have bounced back from their uh, trip to Real Estate Lake. I mean, I know it's very short rest, um, which is not ideal, but um, I, I think they'll get back together. Um, and if we're lucky, they can appeal Collins' second yellow. He'll at least be on hand, um, but uh, that that remains to be seen. Um, uh, and the fans, man, the Columbus crew, I mean, they, they weren't doing all that well when Kamara was on the team, and they've been doing worse since he's been off it. 
Um, so I think they're ripe for the picking right now. Uh, you know, it, it is still a road draw, so it still will be tough. Um, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 win for the Red Bulls. Revenge! Revenge! Playoff revenge! <laughs> That's what this game should be. No, no scoring 10 seconds into the game. Uh, I think you're right. I think the with a lot of the top guys a little bit more rested. This is definitely a game I think they can steal from Columbus in a place that's not super intimidating to play in. There's no reason why the Red Bulls can't go out and get a result here and a win. And I'm, I'm also going to predict the win. Um, I'm going to say 3-1. I just, just to be different, I'm going to say 3-1. Uh, somehow I always have to predict second. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm always predicting third, and I'm the host. I we're changing next week. We're changing these things. This is gonna they're gonna change. And I'm not afraid to agree with you guys. So. I was gonna predict three one. By the way, oh well, yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm just throwing it out there, but uh, I really, really don't see that they they didn't play terribly at Salt Lake. No, they didn't. They didn't play terribly with a hodgepodge lineup. So I don't I don't see why they can't go into Columbus and get a win. That, that's it. Grell is going to have that new dad swagger to him. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'm going 2 nothing. Another Two more goals for Grella. Yeah. And may, maybe another 30-yard chip. For the children, as always, he's going to score for his children. Exactly. And somehow he's going to call his shot on one of them, too, just because. Uh, Babe Ruth at point. Is he going to do the baby carry celebration? If he scores, he's going to do this to him? I, or, I or the thumb suck? Is that another one? If, if he doesn't, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a tense game for most of it, and the second goal will probably come late, like after the 80th, 85th minute. Um, but I think the Red Bulls are the better team. It's just going to come through. Uh, Columbus did know how to break us down last year, but it's just a feeling that they're not going to be able to do the same thing right now in the regular season because they are they were in the same boat as us in the, in the beginning of the year where they just were kind of crappy and trying to find themselves, and they haven't really found themselves yet, so I don't think that this is going to be the game where they do so. Uh, so I'm going 2 nothing, two goals for Mike Grella. The new dad swagger, like I said, is going to carry the Red Bulls through. And then after that, the Red Bulls have an open cup match mm. in Philly. Boo. Uh, that game will be on Wednesday, June 29th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we don't predict those, so we're not going to uh, do a scoreline prediction. Truman, you want to do a prediction? I don't want to do a score prediction. Oh, well, you could do a general prediction. I think they're going to lose. <laughs> Who's they? Red Bulls. Yeah. Well. I only say that because I think this is such a ridiculous schedule. And you have a huge, huge league game coming up on the weekend, uh, the following weekend. So Philly has... has uh, been playing pretty well last I checked. Been a pretty good team. So it'll be interesting to see what each team runs out, but I think we could see a real Salt Lake-esque lineup play down in Philly. And it's just my it's just my gut feeling, and it has nothing against the Open Cup like Pat has against the Open Cup. <laughs> I would love for them to, to take this tournament all the way and win it. But it, it's just that... It's just that feeling inside that they're going to lose it, and then my friend Eric Walsh is going to start posting on my Facebook page, ha, 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 and then we're going to have to hear from Rich Ransom because you know he's going to be rubbing it in um, and saying how we don't care about this tournament. I just, I just, I know it's going to happen. I just, 
feel it in my bones, unfortunately. You go ahead. I was just going to just, you know, echo. I think they're going to lose as well. I think they're going to – I hope they play a B team. And I almost hope they lose because then we can focus on the regular season and the, and the Champions League and not have to worry about this these extra games to play. Um, go Cosmos in the Open Cup. There you go. There's your hot take. Uh, I think the it'll be a close game. I'm not sure if they wouldn't lose. Um, I don't think you'll see a, a full B team because they have maybe maybe Robles actually sits a game out. I doubt it. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> he just keeps going. Um, by the way, he's up for uh, SBM MLS Player of the Year. Mm. So go vote for him for that if you want to. Um, I. I it's. I feel like it's not going to be a complete B team lineup. I think you'll see a mix of starters and stuff. Um, the. I think the one advantage is that I think the game against New York City FC is on a Sunday. It is. So they at least have that extra day, and it is at, not a at it's not, noon. And it, it's not really a quote away game. So it's not like they have this huge travel schedule to worry about. So you may see. I, I think you may see more starters than than um, reserves, but. Are you saying we can beat the Smurfs with our B team? Is that what you're saying? You play all the starters on Wednesday and then... No, I, 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 they're going to play all the starters all against New York City. You know they're going to. Well, I, I'm I'm joking. Come on. But I, I, I think what you'll see is that you'll have more than expected in terms of starters playing against Philly in the Open Cup. Uh, because this team does... Right now, they do take it seriously. Uh, last year, they went out. They, <laughs> I, I, Whether you feel that... It, should be taken seriously or not, Pat. This that's what the team is right now. You should always risk your top stars in front of five hundred people. It makes so much sense. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you. I'm saying that right now, you, this team does take it seriously. Last year, right. I think, yeah. the Last point year is Jesse now. Marsh put out guys. Yeah, Marsh. Marsh needs to. He shouldn't have gotten his uh, contract extension because he takes it seriously. <laughs> he did, hey, he didn't have Mike Pecky fly out with five players to Chicago. I think that's the difference. That's the point we're trying to make here. I'd be okay with that. Well, I, I thought that was genius maneuver. Locker. I mean, look at look at the team that wins all the time, LA, and uh, that's exactly what they do. <laughs> well, anyway, um, look at the strength I, I, of the teams LA plays. Exactly, and, and the quote unsportsmanlike goals they have to score to do so. Yeah, seriously, that was nonsense. That was total nonsense. I mean, I would almost yell, if I was Bruce Arena, I'd yell at you like, "We could have been done with this, you idiots! <laughs> we didn't even need extra time. What are you doing?" Um, anyway, uh, I think you'll see more starters and subs. It'll probably be a close game. I imagine Philly's going to go all out for it because they're Philly. Um, I don't know if they're going to win or not. I honestly don't don't even care at this point. Um, if they win, great. If they don't, whatever. Like Pat said, we do have Champions League coming up. So, I mean, I I want them to win. I want them, to, whoever is out there, to play their asses off and win and beat Philly and get revenge on Philly for knocking us out last year. It's I'm just not, that, it's just that gut feeling. It, that's all it is. I'm not saying I don't want them to win. I'm just saying if they lose, I'm, I'm, it's not going to be a big deal to me. So if now let me ask you something: Are you aboard the Cosmos train? If they if they do lose, no. Good. Yeah, okay. Make it sure. That's I'm not, not thrown by the Cosmos, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched any U.S. Open Cup games ever except for the Red Bulls. Mostly mostly because, I and mean, granted, I cut cable this year, but mostly because there's no real broadcast outside of YouTube, and all the YouTube broadcasts suck. Right. 
So I'm not going to sit there and watch a grainy internet feed on YouTube that may or may not load, which actually reminds me something I want to talk about with the United States stuff with Fox. Fox, you have... Audio issues? No, actually, because this happened, I didn't even know about audio issues. So you have Fox Soccer to Go, which is a paid service, which doesn't carry the Fox Sports 1 stream for whatever reason. And then Fox Sports Go doesn't work 100% of the time, even though that is, quote, a paid service through your cable provider. It is 2016. How do you not have internet streaming figured out? I didn't have any issues whenever I needed to stream. They have audio issues. That that they've had. Uh, they've had it from game one on, it seems. I, maybe I maybe when I actually had my stream steady, I'd never noticed it. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. Stumping ground. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about that we haven't talked about so far today? I do. Pat? I got nothing right now, no. How much fun has the Euro tournament been? That I'll tell you, you want to talk about fun, fun, fun football, especially the final games of the group stages, those, those, those final games. Oh, man. I mean, the Ireland win, yeah. uh, Wales winning the group in a group with England and Russia. <laughs> they won the group. Wait, hold on. So, wait. I honestly haven't been watching because of me working during the Euros. Right. So, Wales, who lost to England and was third place in the group, came back to win the group? Won the group, my friend. Yeah, that's impressive. Won. And, and Russia out. Yeah. I mean, Northern, Northern Ireland, uh, I believe, is through. Yep. I mean, it's been it's been just, uh, oh, my God. It's been so enjoyable, and I'm hoping the knockout games are just as much fun because uh, so far, just seeing these small teams play each other, it's it's been a blast. I mean, we got to see Iceland play again. Iceland! <laughs> Iceland! And you have to find uh, the call of Iceland's game-winning goal against Sweden, who did they play in their last game? Uh, I'm not going to go back and look. But anyway, go find that last goal, and you have to find their announcer calling uh, that goal. And it's just it's just like a minute of screaming. of just You can't even understand what it gets, just losing his mind screaming. It's really been a great tournament to watch so far. It, it really has. And, and to get to watch that during the day, Copa and night, uh, and now we're getting back to MLS. It's pretty much soccer heaven right now. Yeah, it's it's. A, I mean, I haven't been able to watch that much Euro, but I've had it on, you know, when I'm working or whatever. And uh, you know, yeah, the, the upset stories are great. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo crying is great. Cristiano Ronaldo picking up, uh, uh, grabbing a reporter's mic and throwing it into a link. <laughs> it's just, what a, what a scene that is. That is what amazing. a whiny bitch. Yeah. Ireland beating Italy is so fantastic, especially growing up in an area that is heavily Italian and where many, not all, many uh, of the locals root for Italy over the United States. So having Ireland beat them was tremendous. Um, you know, so, I mean, I know Italy was already through, but it still was a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I just hope Ireland can put up a fight against uh, France as, w- as well because they're kind of my lone rooting interest at this point. You know, uh, I guess Germany too, but you know. So, it's, but it has, it's been a fun tournament. I hope to get to watch more knockout games than I did group stage games. Spain looking like Spain uh, yet again. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. no surprise. That team's really good, but 
Yeah, I mean, if you can watch any of any of the next knockout games, mm-hmm. it's just it's been awesome. Uh, anything else? Uh, Sky Blue, we you know we beat Seattle. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Sky Blue did not give up a goal against uh, Seattle Rain, but uh, they didn't score a goal either. So nil nil draw. Uh, they had a great crowd, which is awesome. Um, but you know, hey, a draws a draw, right? And it doesn't matter how you get it. So they play the Washington Spirit in DC this Saturday, I believe. Maryland. Uh, the twenty. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna check my phone. Uh, they played the Maryland Soccerplex, by the way. Oh, okay. Through the Soccerplex. So they are playing. Yeah, it's this is this uh, this Saturday in the Soccerplex. You say, sir, the soccer, the Plex of Soccer. That's, that is what it is called. Okay, Plex of Soccer. Yep, so they'll be playing the, this weekend down there. So hopefully they can uh, snag a win. I mean, because screw DC, right? No matter no matter what team well, of it course. is. Of yeah. course. DC sucks. Maryland by proxy, I guess. <laughs> Except for where I live. Well, actually, it's not true. Yeah. All right, anything else? Uh, I don't think I got... I think that's it. Yeah. I, I, got, I got nothing left. Roman Reigns got suspended for 30 days, so that's fun. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I mean, I don't know what... I mean, who had to go? Who went over uh, Vince's head to allow that to happen? I don't know. You, know? you got to spend this guy. What are you talking about? He didn't do anything wrong. The lawyers, like, hey, you ever find out about this? We're screwed. <laughs> Vince, he's been doing drugs. La 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 la. I can't hear you. It's okay. Give him the John Cena treatment. He'll be fine. Um, but you sure you don't have anything else, Truman? Well, I mean. Not even a terrible team? I do, but we just talked about him for several minutes, and that was the USA. <laughs> See, I thought you would have picked Mexico. Uh, you know what? I, I know. I really should. And, all right, I'm going to make it a double, because Mexico we can, we can laugh about a lot. I'm only going to say the U.S. for one reason, and it's something I don't think I mentioned, is that that whole game didn't even look like they wanted to be there after the first goal. So that's why I'm going to – that's – and. Listen, we're all having a good laugh in Mexico because they didn't even get it as far as we did. Um, but I'm just going to say the U.S. because it really, after that first goal, it was just, it was, it was like, you know, three minutes in, it was over. When, when you see how Brad Guzan be hesitant towards that first goal, I was just like, we're in for a long yeah. run. This, is, yeah. this one is not going to go. I mean, that, that's why I got to give it to the U.S., unfortunately. I mean, we can't pick on our favorite teams to pick on every single week. We have to be critical when we need yeah. to be critical. And uh, Juan Carlos Osorio still the coach of Mexico somehow. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. That should that should be an interesting uh, next two years. All right, so let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onceometric.com/slash/red-bull-rant. Uh, help us by going to patreon.com/slash/redbullrant and throwing a few bucks our way. Uh, you can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us nine seven three three four eight five three two nine. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Doc the Stooge for myself at PMACD82 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. We're probably there. We're on vinyl now. Yeah. Are we really? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting each podcast pressed into a seven inch vinyl. Wow. <laughs> yep. It's going to cost us some money. Thanks. We got those, those millions from Patreon, but uh, I think it's going to be I worth know, it. Right? We're going to be the hipster podcast. Damn right. Look at that. You guys you guys are uh, taking, taking it off with, with me having uh, to deal with work. Yep. So thank you for getting the vinyl pressed. Yeah, hey. I didn't, I didn't realize we were at that stage. So. Yeah, be, listen, if you want to be cool, it's the things you got to do, man. Coolest. So, so how big is your portable vinyl player, huh? 
Uh, I have one that goes right in my car. <laughs> I just can't go any any bumps. Makes you sense. don't have one that you can walk with. Oh, like like a like a vinyl man. No, yeah. I don't have one of those yet. They're a little pricey. Yeah, and you can only get them in Williamsburg. So, well, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to make a trip over there yet. Yeah, China hasn't started mass producing them yet. So we yeah, to yeah. Once they're those with those fake coach bags, I'm all in with with the vinyl man. <laughs> all right. Uh, so for Pat Truman and myself, oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. Any last words? Two big wins. Two big wins before we record next Thursday. That's all I ask for. Two okay. big wins. Do it. Not three. No one cares about that third place game, Jay. <laughs> Nobody cares about the third place game. No one. No one cares. I know. I'm probably not even going to watch it. No. Who is? What time is that game on Saturday? Oh, I know. I'm going, I'm going to a concert Saturday. Oh, it's at the same time as the Red Bull game? Yeah, <laughs> not watching. Yeah. All right. So, for Pat, Truman, and myself, this has been episode number 188 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace. Lates.